the Leadership Prescription Podcast for Women Physicians, where we inspire, motivate, and empower every woman in medicine to be the best leader you can be, and where we give you the practical skills and tips to help you in your leadership journey. I'm your host, Dr. Asha. Have you ever told yourself that you're not good at something, and then you start having all these doubts about your abilities? I remember when I was told in my first few days in a new job that we do ultrasound-guided peripheral nerve blocks on most patients. For those that don't know, it's a type of anesthesia to numb a specific part of the body, and this place that I now was going to work in was using ultrasound to visualize the nerve. At this point, I was 10 years out of residency, and ultrasounds were a new technology that I had not been trained in, and I was embarrassed to say I had never done them. So I tried not to make a big deal out of it. A colleague showed me how to do one one time. The next time it had to be done though, I was on my own because I was the only anesthesiologist there. I remember putting that ultrasound probe on my patient's neck and not knowing what to make of that picture. I remember being frustrated with myself. I knew the anatomy. Surely I could make sense of the pictures. But all I could see was this hazy picture of white and black blobs and clouds and scatter. I knew in my mind what I should be seeing, but the picture on the screen did not translate to the picture in my mind. So I started doubting myself. I'm not going to be able to do this. What will the nurse helping me now think of me? She will think I'm incompetent. She will have no respect for me. She will tell all the other nurses how incompetent I am and that I'm not good at this. The patient will lose trust in me and think I'm a bad doctor. Eventually, this might get to my boss that I'm not good at this and it will destroy my reputation. All these thoughts are running in a loop in my head while I'm quietly sweating, trying to make sense of what I see on that ultrasound picture. In this case, I doubted my ability to get good at it. But because there was no other option, I persisted and eventually I became very good at it. This was 10 years ago. Thankfully, I did get better with time and now I'm excellent at it. It didn't take all that long either to pick up those skills, just a few weeks. But I struggled with my self-doubt during those weeks, and I struggled with all the stories in my mind, all the stories that I was telling myself and that I was convinced were true. Yet now I know that those were just stories, stories in my own mind that I was making up. Why do I bring this up? Because self-doubt, which is what those stories were in my head, is a real thing. And it can challenge each and every one of us. This was a technical skill that I had no choice but to master. But there are so many things that are non-technical, which if given the choice, most of us would choose not to put ourselves in the uncomfortable position of dealing with self-doubt. We would rather avoid the thoughts and emotions than work on them and push through them. Every time I think of trying something new, there is the first moment of panic, followed by self-doubt followed by all those thoughts, the stories and more stories that I tell myself in my mind about something that I'm not good at, or if I'm going to try something, I might fail, or what if I'm not good enough? Now, you may not have had to do ultrasound-guided blocks, but what about the time you started your new practice and had to deal with employee issues? How many times did you say to yourself, I'm not good at this? Or how about you wanted to speak up in a meeting but worried that you would sound ignorant? As physicians, we are taught technical skills. We're taught the clinical skills in our training. What we're not taught are the soft skills, the skills of management, the skills of communication, the skills of conflict management. 
And so when we go out into the wide world and we have to use these skills, which we haven't been taught, self-doubt creeps in and we tell ourselves we're not good at it. We tell ourselves someone else could do it better. We tell ourselves we are not enough. Feelings of self-doubt are hidden gremlins that affect us every single day in our lives. Even the most outwardly confident people suffer from them. The difference, though, is that most confident people have learned to recognize and manage their self-doubt. Self-doubt was a big issue and is still a big issue for me. What I have learned, though, are skills to deal with them every day. What I have learned through working with my coach and through self-coaching is to recognize those thoughts and figure out that these are just stories I'm telling myself. Stories that are usually not a fact. Stories which could stop me from becoming better. Stories that could derail my career and my life. And I have learned to pick apart those stories and push through them and reach the other side. A stronger, better version of myself. So how did I do this? For example, now when I have to learn a new skill and I have those thoughts about how incompetent I am and how my reputation will suffer, I have learned to take a deep breath and pause and replay that thought in my head. I observe that thought and ask myself if this story I'm telling myself is actually a fact. And if you're not clear what a fact is, then a fact is something that is irrefutable, like the ceiling in his room is white, or that the ultrasound probe can only see to a certain depth. Anything else which is not factual is a thought or a story. And I observe that thought with detachment and figure out if it's a true story or if it's something that has come up because of my own feelings of inadequacy. And once I dissect that out, it's easier to see that some of those stories that I've made up are false and just in my own mind. Seeing that makes it easier to dismiss them and take the action to solve the problem, whether it's figuring out how to work that ultrasound probe or how to become an effective communicator and manager. And I know that I may conquer this challenge today, but that does not mean I will never have feelings of self-doubt. Every time I challenge myself or venture into something new, those doubts will come up again. And when that new challenge presents itself, new stories could potentially prevent me from accepting the challenge. So then I start the whole process of picking them apart again. But this time it's easier. And every time after that, I know it will get easier and easier, not to defeat the self-doubt, but to be able to recognize it and to manage it. It's an ongoing process. And the next day when a new challenge presents itself and new stories could potentially prevent me from accepting the challenge, I pick them apart and start the whole process again. There is no such thing as a self-confident person that absolutely does not suffer from self-doubt. The only difference is people with self-doubt have learned to manage themselves better and have learned to manage their thoughts better. What if I told you I could show you how to work on yourself and how to accept these challenges? What if I told you that every day you will face new challenges and just because you conquered your fears today doesn't mean that you will never have the feelings of self-doubt again, but that I could show you how to face them every day and how to defeat those negative thoughts in your brain. Don't let self-doubt derail you from being your best self. Reach out to me if you'd like to learn more about coaching and how it can help you defeat that hidden monster that is self-doubt that is stopping you from becoming the best version of yourself 
that you're meant to be. I am Dr. Asha Padmanabhan. I am a master certified physician development coach. I help women physicians struggling with self-doubt become quietly confident in themselves, the actions they take and the decisions they make so that they can fulfill their full potential as a leader while balancing their career ambitions with their family life.